when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I did, I did that just to warn you. <laughs> What's good, Internet? It's December 2nd, 2022, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 527. I had thought of a really mean thing I could do in that intro, but I'm just not going to do it. I am your host, Rob Zachney, and I'm joined by Ricardo Contreras. Hi! And Patrick Klepek. I don't even know what Rob is alluding to there. I don't even know what the mean thing is. Is Rob still upset about the offsides comment? No, I could answer something about what's good, what's not good. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. No, hold that. Hold that we'll, thought. We'll come to that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, November is over. Uh, this year is almost over. Jesus. The rate of, like, time's advance is truly terrifying. You yeah. forget what happens around mid-November, right? Where, oh, two months. Like, two months is a long time. Like, that's eight weeks. And then j- just all of a sudden... Now I'm staring down the barrel of firmly in. What are the games that I wanted to play before the end? We're of having the year? meetings. <laughs> the whole thing is basically like stop planning. Yeah, years over. That's it. You just need to like here's your cutoff. Here's what, what can you get done now? Am I actually going to be? Time is left. Apologies to Forbes thirty under thirty Natalie Watson. I don't think I'm going to play Immortality before the end of the year, and I feel awful wow. about it. But, <laughs> but, but like the, the but things are just coming. You know, things are coming into focus. Time. You were you were hitting actual. Like stumbling blocks of like time will literally just uh, turn turn off um, starting on what the 16th. I think that's when we start various people start turning into pumpkins on different dates. It's very weird, though, because like also it's also going to be like an incredibly packed end of the year. Uh, Yes. Like, yeah, we we were just in a meeting where uh, the people uh, above us were made it like we're like very clear, like, hey, like everyone's. Like, numbers are looking good. Like, let's just, like, coast into the last couple of weeks. Do, like, prep work for the next year. You know, do, you know, hit the things you got ahead. Do your podcast, your streams. But just, you know, kind of head towards the holiday. It's like, oh, shit. Like, we got a bunch of extra podcasts to record. We, we got the game that. awards. Uh, we have a uh, other thing that I can't quite say, but we'll be able to talk about in a couple of days. It's, like, a big deal for the audience. Um, so we're going to do a little sprinting. Uh, towards the end, but don't worry. I have, I have no uh, doubt. Rob Zachney will find a way to relax himself in the in the closing weeks of December. There are th- <laughs> very few things I'm confident in this chaotic world that we live in, but that Rob will find a way to cozy up and relax. That is a, that is among the things that I can I can be guaranteed will happen. I will say though, like it would be nice if we just like that, like hey, just lay back, like it's half speed energy. Let's no. save that for like the summer. You know, at some point, but uh, yeah, right now we we can't really do that. Uh, in part because there's just such a, a an avalanche of games uh, that that we're being hit with. Uh, Kata, you've been playing the latest Pokemon. Yeah, 
Pokemon. So we talked about technical issues, but also <laughs> I've seen a lot of people saying it rules. So let's discuss. Yeah. Like, wh- where are you on the my enjoyment is being crushed uh, by by performance versus this is some of the best Pokemon ever? Where are you on that spectrum? Uh, closer to some of the best Pokemon ever. Uh, it, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, they released a game in January, Pokemon Legends Arceus, that essentially introduced the idea of an open world uh, structure to a Pokemon game. And that kind of feels like it took the sales out of this game a little bit because it's like, and then they're back to doing that again. But it feels like they had to, for, you know, size reasons, for performance reasons, whatever, had to trim back some of the some of the uh, mechanics from that game, but it's still uh, one of the best mainline <laughs> Pokemon games. I mean, they made, they're putting out two, two of them in a single year. It's, yes. It's, it's, it's really poor scheduling yeah. from a company yeah. that, or, or, you know, or is inten- or is intentional scheduling because we should point out like every time a new Pokemon game comes out, br- broadly speaking, there is a press release that follows from Nintendo a week later that says, we have had our biggest release ever, which is what yep. I, 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 I'm fairly sure that happened with Arceus. And I'm f- that I know that definitely <laughs> happened with this new one. And so, you know, when you wonder like, damn, why is Nintendo uh, and, and the Pokemon company grinding Game Freak into dust? Uh, well, well uh, because fucking hell, Pokemon fans don't give a shit about labor. They just want to catch them all. <laughs> it's. This is the worst optimized Nintendo first party game I've ever played. Like, ever. <laughs> like, you know, people kind of griped about Breath of the Wild when you would go to the uh, the Lost Forest or whatever and it would mm-hmm. drop down to 30. It's like, buddy, <laughs> I wish. I wish it was just <laughs> localized to one area. And it's like, all sorts of things that I feel like I don't actually know if three months is enough extra time to to buff it out, but it feels close, you know? Um, but also, none of it matters because I can I can hang out with my with my little uh, you know, bugs and caterpillars and whatnot and and I can wash them. They put the washing mini game back in, which is great from a couple uh, games ago. Um, but yeah, Pokemon. Excuse me, I, you're gonna have to elaborate. <laughs> like you're you 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 just wa- you just you just ran past Look. washing mini game as though Rob and I are just nodding in the background yeah. with you, going, "Yes, we know what you're talking about, Kato. I did miss the washing mini game from a couple of games ago. Uh, Pokemon, you know, Pokemon varies, leans uh, back and forth between like these are uh, closer to being friends and closer to being pets, and like in some games you can give like you know you can meet Rob. I'm sure Rob's given Mina a bath before, or maybe just you take. Mina to the groomers. I have not. I have people for that. Okay. <laughs> My God. Well, some people enjoy the act of doing it and see, you know, as part of a bonding with their pets to have you clean them to, up. Have you tried to give a pet a, pet a bath? Kinda? No, no, I have a cat. Okay, that's to. spoken by, <laughs> spoken by someone who has literally never, never, never attempted never in my to fucking do it. Life. It uh, is <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Uh, but in Pokemon, it's an it's an act of uh, bonding with your with it with your Pokemon. Um, Pokemon Violet and uh, what's the other one? Scarlet. I, I've been playing Violet. Um, 
has uh starts off like really strong it has some of like a like the best intro i feel like to any of these games where usually they like there's some conceit of like you meet the local professor he gives you an option to one of these three pokemon um and you're essentially like making that decision from the jump just based on like what they look like or like whatever whatever other things nintendo has released before the game comes out and this one does a really beautiful thing where like you're going to a new school the whole thing is like uh, basically kind of boarding school setup, you know. Uh, we're in um, Pokemon's version of Spain, so there's lots of uh, funny Spanish, um, uh, Spanglish kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word for that when you squish two words together? Portmanteaus? Portmanteau, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Sprigatito, which is, you know, a sprig, and a gatito, a small cat. That's the one that I picked of the of the starters. It's very cute, um, but you know it opens up and like they give you these Pokemon, and then what they have you do uh, is actually you walk with them for like a solid like couple of minutes through a town, and they kind of like like you ever walk with a dog off of a leash, and it's like trained enough to not just go running off forever but still wanders a bit you know like that that sort of behavior of it like uh, an animal being like walking with you but also interested in other things like they do they have this like little moment where all three of these pokemon that you're trying to choose like go get distracted by different things and then come run back up to you and it really that kind of encapsulates the like sense that they've gotten to like the, the 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 way they've really been able to imbue in the world these pokemon with the like pet like nature that we've always imagined them with you know um yeah and and it's like really really so like this is the first open world in in a sense most of the pokemon games are very linear um but this is the first truly open world uh pokemon game um which is interesting for a couple reasons in that usually because uh you know level like what level your pokemon are at is pretty important it's it kind of always had to be linear because you always had to be like you know the enemies had to kind of raise with what you're going um but instead there's kind of in this game there's a kind of rings kind of concentric rings of like the further out you get from the school the more difficult these pokemon get which is um actually made for a really interesting like normally i would have like an a team and a b team but getting a B team up to level is kind of difficult. You're always kind of carrying mm-hmm. a like extra Pokemon with you to like, I'm just going to like passively level this one up and it'll be part of a B team eventually. But what was interesting is like, there's kind of two, they give you like two like pushes towards two different sides of the map. Uh, as soon as you finish the kind of prologue where you're introduced to the school. Um, and I did one side of it. I got pretty far. I got all my Pokemon up to level 20. I was like, you know what? I want to go back and see what happens when I go back to the other side. Is like, is it all still low level? Like, uh, does the world, is the world state changing at all? And it doesn't. It all stays, like, the world is all, all the Pokemon and all the areas are the level they're going to be, you know, from the beginning to the end. Which made for an interesting choice at that point where I, like, 
I was able to just, okay, I fully swapped my team, completely swapped my team to a bunch of other Pokemon that I was planning on eventually raising up. But now I had this area that was the right level for them again with all new trainers and stuff where I can more easily like, okay, now I have two teams up to level 30 and like it didn't feel like I was grinding at all because I was making progress towards these different, um, there's like three different like kind of main story quests that you can go on. Um, and it was, it's really great. It's just like, so far it's been structured really, really cleverly to kind of give you lots of uh, wiggle room. There's obviously at certain points, I did find an edge where it's like, oh, the like, the, the like bad team, the team rocket for this, for this world has uh, put up a roadblock, like a little roadblock. Mm-hmm. And they're like, those people's, I could bust them down if I had the right, uh, the right level Pokemon, but they were too high. So there, there are some walls that gate kind of level wise, but the area, the, even just the initial area before I could get to that is pretty large and like has a lot of interesting things to do. One of the things that they added is, um, auto battles, which is like auto battler auto battles or no, no, or just like like leave the, I don't want to do this low level fight. Yeah. So the yeah, game is just gonna do it for me. Like you can, what essentially what you do is you like, you tell your Pokemon to go. You throw it out of the Pokeball. It comes out into the world and runs towards a wild Pokemon that you're like facing, and it does a fight. And basically, um, it takes like two seconds. You get less XP this way, but you can also do it super quickly. And there's a lot of these little pods. Like a lot of the Pokemon kind of run in hives. So like it's it's a really fast way to kind of grind instead of having to like, you know, you go into a battle, there's a little animation where you throw your Pokemon out. You wait a second for, you know, the other Pokemon to choose their move. It's just a faster way of, uh, grinding, but also does it in the world in a way where, uh, it it gives your, your Pokemon like more, um, more character to them, like you seeing them, seeing my Psyduck run over and like fucking trip as it like goes to attack another Pokemon is really cute. And like, there's just like in, in, in inserted a lot of different, a lot more ways to see, uh, the Pokemon kind of just being, uh, in the world, which is, which is really neat. Um, I feel like the performance stuff is, can be rough at times. There are certain things that you can avoid, which is unfortunate, which is like, okay, like, like a lot of camera clipping where it's like, if you're on a certain inclines and shit, the like battle camera might clip and you see the bottom of the world forever. Um, and it's like, you can move the camera during battle so you can like get out of that. But like, obviously it shouldn't be happening in the first place. Um, I feel like the, the frame rate stuff is like it kind of happened in RC. Like they kind of used this trick in RCS too, where like things that are far away are much lower frame rate, just on the basis that you might not be looking at it too hard. Um, but it feels like that the the area, the like area where that's it's happening, is a lot closer. To something right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if the entire game just ran at a lower frame rate? That would um, help us. Yeah, but it's all. So far, I mean, I, I've seen that some people have um, have had other kind of like clipping issues, but so far I haven't run into anything that's like affected gameplay really, right? Um, 
It definitely it is contrary to how Nintendo presents itself, though. Right. Right. In yes. Which this is, is the a company big... that we are the Disney, we are the Apple. You, you, when you pay full price for a product, when you come into one of our games, you're going to get a first class experience. Yeah. Um, and I mean, <laughs> that is not always true. Look at how they just, I don't know, those Joy Cons, they're fine. Don't worry don't about worry it. Don't worry about like, it. We're just, don't <laughs> worry about it. Like, have they been broken from the beginning? We're just not going to fix that until we roll out a new piece of hardware. But also, the hardware is so successful that we're just going to not deal for that with like <laughs> seven or eight years. These are also true. And so, but it, it, I think it's the most striking that we have seen Nintendo Absolutely. Uh, roll out a premiere game that is just obviously like not finished. Yeah. Um it is it has just not gotten that whether you want to call it the final pass, the couple three months, the optimization, however you want to characterize it. Not knowing the insight into how the game is developed, especially what is the scope of Game Freak as a studio. Are these right. how are these teams working in parallel or or not? Um we don't know. We have no insight into that process. All we can know is that I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the clips of like eyes bugging out of the character right. models and and, that- and, and and on some level I've kind of enjoyed it because again, in the same way that when sort of Disney or an Apple stumbles, it's fun to watch the companies that pretend, Oh, actually this is all perfect. Right. Uh, not like have something that is a little closer to the reality that we deal with <laughs> on a lot, a lot more of their games. Even if this one is closer to a cyberpunk, um, than, right. than not, uh, in a way that is not flattering. Yeah. It, um, it's especially because it feels like Game Freak. Ever since Game, ever since Game Freak had to go 3D, they've been struggling. Like mm-hmm. the last one of these that like ran the way you expected it to run and didn't really have any like technical issues was the one of the last 3DS one. Like, um, or, or well, no, I guess Let's Go. Let's Go was okay. That was like the remakes that they made for. Um, but they also, uh, those Red games were also but, right. Uh, it's a red and blue. The, 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 yeah, they weren't. Uh, I'm like, not trying to say they didn't work hard on them, but like the ambition <laughs> there is so much less right. in terms it's, of what they're biting off with RCS. It's it's, and, it's it's a remake of something they know, right? Like and yes. like this them moving into 3D. Like I don't know why why it's been specifically such a struggle for them to get that under their heads. And like RCS made it seem like okay, they've they figured it out basically like there are still some issues in that game but for the most part it, they figured it out it feels like they took like a half step back with this one of just like oh that maybe that team <laughs> should have been working on this instead or like i don't know but like it's very obvious that like yeah they took p- some of the mechanics from from uh rcs to put into here and uh had to pull back on other ones where like the big thing in rcs was like you could throw pokeballs um, like just add Pokemon because sometimes, especially for lower level stuff, you don't even have to hurt the Pokemon in order to catch it. You're just gonna throw a Pokeball like first turn and it'll be fine. Um, that is no longer the case here. Like all of those kind of catching mechanics that they put into RCS where you you don't necessarily have to battle the Pokemon first are all gone. It's all yeah. Like, I mean, I have to imagine that's because these games were just made simultaneously yeah. yes. and it just came out roughly, you know, not quite a year apart, but that. That is going to be the nature of game development is you're going to start off in two yeah. different places and there was just no way for those to line up. That's just not how game – you can't just – hey, here's what we arrived at in RC. is like just go put that in the next Pokemon coming out right. you know, well, part nine of months it later. Is, it's almost there. Like there are bits that are like map one-to-one. I'm just like – and I didn't realize – that I was doing this um, just because of I, I did RCS. But in RCS, you know, you hold 
like left left trigger to kind of lock onto a Pokemon before you throw a Pokeball with right trigger. Um and the game doesn't this game doesn't tell you to do that until you've been to a Poke Center like four times. They do this weird thing where like after like a main kind of uh like regular tutorial you only get like a new tutorial tip every time you go to a Poke Center for like the next eight times or something, which is, it's a lot of information. I understand why they didn't just dump it on you, but it also feels weird that um, specifically that thing of like, oh, you can lock onto Pokemon and like kind of choose, like if there's like a group of them, you can kind of pick which one you're trying to target, you know? Um, that was just the thing that, that's how that worked in RCS, and I kind of muscle memoried my way into doing that. And my, uh, my wife was playing on her own her own account and was like, I I see this fucking spider in a tree, and I was told the game told me if I throw a, throw my Pokemon out, I should be able to get it, but I only throw straight. I can't throw up because there's no other. You can't control the direction you're throwing mm-hmm. the ball at all unless you're locked onto a Pokemon, and it's just uh. It's weird because like that is a, yeah that is a specific holdover from Arceus that's like why didn't you just tutorialize that up front that seems important yeah uh, that seems like stuff that like the the, the, the next set of games right. that will get streamlined It'll, yeah. but we're in like this weird period where they made a huge transition to a open world pseudo open world however you want to describe it and that whether it's COVID or the rush at which both of these games were developed and released. That, yeah. The fact that both like of the, them came the, out this year, <laughs> it doesn't make a, it doesn't make a lick of sense to me, especially given how many games Nintendo has released this year and has coming out next year. But then again, a fire emblem is not a Pokemon you want to have, right. You know, if, if switch sales are starting to slow a bit um, because we're reaching what might actually be the end of the kind of natural life cycle for this hardware, boy, the fastest way to get a boost in the arm is just, a Pokemon game and yeah. not like a side game, but a, you know, and even Arceus kind of felt, I know, you know, do we, do we consider Arceus mainline or is it open world? It's not, it's right? Not like, it's not like a, like, right. Cause it's not, Hey, uh, you know, two versions, right? Like that right. is the, the defining trait of the new mainline Pokemon game. Um, and so maybe that's how we end up in the situation with two yeah. of them, but, uh, it certainly results in a lot of very, uh, convenient sales for Nintendo at a time when the the games market in more broadly is shrinking after expanding so much during COVID. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, like you said, Pokemon is just like a cultural force, unlike <laughs> anything. Like, like, ah, it like, money. Oh, I, I could use some. I could use some money. Right. Hey, I know that game, game was supposed to come freak. out next fall. Like, but. just put it out there. That Pokemon fans don't give a It'll shit. It'll be fine. As long as uh. those art, as long as those those art, those designers and artists are turning out cute little creatures, we'll be good. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like those parts of it are good. Like the the new designs, right. the 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 mix of old and new Pokemon is very good. There's a lot of new ones, and they're all like pretty good designs. Are pretty cute. There's a <laughs> there's one that is a is a family of mouse called. Well, first it's just a couple. It's called Tandem Mouse. And it's just two little mice, and then when it evolves and turns into a, uh, uh, what was it called? Mousehold. A mousehold. A household. And it's got a little baby one next to it. And that's I'm like, extremely that's good. fucking adorable. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's extremely good. <laughs> uh, so now the Pokemon are like turning into a little diorama. Yeah. <laughs> They're right, just little microcosms in, in in and of themselves. It's very good. Um, well, and it's uh, and it's so funny because Nintendo as a company doesn't 
like to acknowledge that they're wrong or that anything <laughs> could be wrong. And so, okay, so like very clear. I mean, the difference with like the, the problem with the Cyberpunk comparison with, with the new Pokemon is that I think Cyberpunk is fundamentally a far worse game. Mm. I've not played the new Pokemon, but just like I played Cyberpunk. Played like, you know, 35 hours of that. And like, it's fine. Like, I'm enjoying yeah. it, but it's, I, I think at its core, it, like the, 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 the floor was much lower. Whereas like the floor is a lot higher on this new Pokemon game. People seem to really, really enjoy it. Yeah. And it's the technical issues are not, uh, masking a mediocre game. They're like, they're hindering, which could, you know, it sounds like a pretty brilliant game. Um, and so it makes me all, all the funnier that Nintendo put out a tweet, uh, uh, two days before we were recording this on November 30th. Um, in which they said, you know, a software update for Pokemon Scarlet Violet will be released on 12.1. So I guess that'll be, yeah. uh, you know, that'll nice. be out as you're, as you're listening to this. Please visit our, ve- visit our website for more information. Okay. I'm going to go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, okay. Wait, which one is this? One, one, one. Oh, okay. So season one of ranked battles will kick off. Will kick off. That's not a fix. An issue has been fixed that caused the music to not play correctly during the battles with the Elite Four and the top champion of the Victory Road Path. That's the only thing they're acknowledging that is a glitch or that has uh-huh. to be addressed. Third bullet point. Other select bug fixes have been made. Oh, my God. Like, do you know about... That is par- do you know that about the... Par- that is par- yeah, sorry. Well, let me just finish, let me just finish this point, which is that, that this is paired with a tweet that is the closest until it will ever get to saying... Like... like Look, guys, like, we fucking know. You don't think we knew? Like, we knew. <laughs> we take the feedback from players seriously, and we'll continue to work on improvements to the games. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. All right, what were you saying? You were some, some sort of uh, issue in the game? Online battles, like P, like uh, player versus player, just online battling, which is a thing that lots of people like to do, and obviously there's a rank season that is about to start are broken. It, every battle uses... The RNG is predictable, yes, right? Every battle, uses, this. every battle uses the same RNG seed, so you can <laughs> know when certain things are going to miss. And uh-huh. they, people figured out that on turn four of every battle, if you use a one-hit KO move, which are usually hard to hit because they have low accuracy, it will always hit on turn four. Mm. Just like... Completely. So clearly, clearly this patch is coming in to, to like save... No. Are we going to fix the frame rate? Probably not. Like, are we gonna, is the, the open world, like, sort of janky? Absolutely. Our characters' eyes jutting out of their skulls. Totally. I don't, I don't understand But what's holy going shit, on there. we need to fix the RNG in the ranked battles, otherwise yes. we're gonna have an actual problem on our hands. Yes. Oh, uh, what's, what's funny, what's funny about a lot of those videos that you're seeing is that, um, most of the, those, like, weird, like, oh, a character's arms are, like, spinning out of their sockets or their eyes are bulging out is from the online play which mm. um this is this is new this is new for this game you can just join the, uh, your friend's world and like you could be on the opposite sides of the map like you can just play you're like together in the on the same map but you can like not be anywhere near each other and so but it's, it's, it's that that the players, the host world is the one who's doing any progress in the game. You're just yeah. there grinding and, yeah. and screwing around. Yeah, screwing around like you can. So it's like one step closer to the Pokemon MMO. Right. That people have always yeah, wanted. Absolutely. That doesn't exist. <laughs> is them messing around with the notion of, I don't know, what if two players are in the same world and just did whatever they wanted? What a what a concept, <laughs> Nintendo. Gee, like you st- really stumbled onto something here. Yeah. Like what if there were more of them? 
and a massive amount of them. Together. I, I mean, let's Kato, Kato, Kato. Whoa, 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 please. whoa, whoa, whoa. Have you seen? Have you seen the switch struggling with two? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. But yeah. Uh, so far, I'm. I've been really enjoying my time with it. It's really made a lot of the like grinding and stuff a lot more. Um. A lot more. Uh, uh, smoother. I guess is the word I was looking for. Just a lot more, um, less fric- uh, frictionless. A lot more frictionless. Uh, it's uh, they've got good new designs so far. The writing is you know endearing. It's funny, and um, they really just kind of let you go follow whatever threads you want to follow. And there's like uh. It seems like plenty. Like the, it feels big. It looks like when you zoom out of the map, you're like, this, this, yeah, this is an okay sized map. And then you're walking around and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> all right. Like, I've like, definitely I've played like 15 hours and explored maybe like the first third. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, <clears throat> I think I want to get to cluster protocol after the break. Uh, mm-hmm. but by the way, Patrick, I saw that uh, you did you did flag that there've already been some leaks about what's going to be announced at the game awards. Yeah, the Game Awards are next week. Um, we'll oh, see if we can do some sort of <laughs> streaming alongside that. We have to, we'll figure that out next week. But yeah, Tekken 8, um, which has been long rumored, is going to get announced there. Um, There's like some artwork, like a poster that appeared probably at like a GameStop or something uh, that people saw. Uh, one of the rumors uh, from, from one of the uh, like folks that... Um, uh like uh gets a lot of like credible inside information said that monster hunter rise is going to come to current gen consoles and that jedi fallen Ooh. order or is that is that what the new one is called i forget whatever the new uh ea uh um jedi game is going to get their release fallen order, fallen order two. wait follow the next fallen order then the sequel yeah the fallen next order fallen, order, yeah. Yeah. fallen order two is that what it's called wait, um, no, uh, jedi survivor oh okay yes 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 but yeah whatever fallen order two jedi survivor uh is going to get a release date. Now that seems pretty low stake stuff. Mm. Hopefully there's a little more going on at the, the game awards than, than that. Um, but yeah, the, we, we're getting to the season where the best laid plans by various PR people who are working extremely hard to line things up with this, that, that one date on, you know, the nature of things is that, you know, you work with a bunch of partners and things are going to, going to get out. So I, I, I would, I would imagine that we're going to get a lot more of that as we go through the next week. What I wonder what rise on next gen means. Like, are they actually going to update the textures? Like, are they really doing doubt a, it? I, like, I, bet, right. I bet it is just a high res, like, a go port. look at the PC version. Yeah. It's already on PC, right? Oh, right? So, go go look at the PC version and that imagine element. imagine that yeah. on, on consoles. I mean, I think that's just a that's just a stopgap, right. you know, before World 2. Like, that's just easy money. Like, you're just leaving it on the table. Um, um, I'm sort of surprised the RPGs don't come to consoles, but that might be Nintendo, you know, negotiating a deal to keep that on um, um, on their platforms. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, people, like you know, I, I skipped Rise because I'm just kind of waiting for World 2. But uh, Rise is good. People, re- people really like Rise, yeah. so I'm sure I'm sure that will be uh, well-received when it when it comes out. Less colonialism. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is, is that intentional or is that just a happy accident? <laughs> Impossible to know and would not be surprised if World 2 just got right back oh, to no, capital absolutely. C. Absolutely. It's world. They're going to go back to the new world. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's in the name. It's in the name. <laughs> in they're the they're kind of stuck with it. <laughs> it's just like EA. It's in the game. It's in the name. It's in the name. <laughs> uh, 
So before we go to break, I want to talk about a pleasant surprise this week. Uh, Kato and I ended up playing. So yeah. uh, EA just kind of, without much fanfare, uh, released Need for Speed Unbound, uh, at least on EA Play. That's a that's a December like this is this has become sort of an annual thing where there will just be a game. December is kind of a dumping ground uh, for not necessarily bad games, but games that studio like studios don't quite know what to do with. It gets you out of the mm. Thanksgiving expectations of like this is hey October November this is where the big boys hang out, and then even January February March have become like hey games that need to perform well before like the quarterly results. December is sort <clears> of like I don't know. What do we got? What do we got to get out the door? What's around here? And so, Need for Speed Unbound is one of one of those games. And you know, I didn't, I don't, I never have high expectations for Need for Speed because it's it's a series that just like is so constantly reinvented mm-hmm. and like priorities shift so wildly that like it's not even necessarily a bad series. It is just it's a brand slapped on so many different things and conceptions of what a racing game could or should be that like you just, you, you know, you, it doesn't have the appeal of like, you know, Oh, you see need for speed coming, you know, it means acts. You have no idea what that means. Uh, I was a little bit more hopeful for it. Cause like having uh, gotten away from uh, heat, I did end up finishing. I ended up feeling more fondly about that game uh, than, than I initially was. Um, especially like at at how good the like, you know, cop car chases were, but I really didn't know what to expect from this one because in some ways it reminded me of, there are people who love need for speed underground, right? Like Mm -hmm. for a lot of people that is their, that is their need for speed, uh, which is all about the street racing and the customizability and just the whole vibe of that game. And this like gave me a bit of that vibe. Just, you know, it's the, the, Culture around the subculture has shifted, right. uh, just to, just in terms of eras. But like it sort of seemed like uh, there was some continuity there, at least in terms of in terms of concept. And the other the other part of this that made it really interesting was the fact that they actually have a different art style for this. This is not just like a a hyper like lavishly rendered, uh, you know, uh, spectacularly lit. Uh, racing game. This is a, this is also a racing game that weaves together like hyper realistic cars and like environments, but also like comic book uh like action accents on mm-hmm. on on the scenes and uh, like animated characters yeah. uh, in the middle of it, which was. I was not sure how that would look in practice. It seemed like it kind of a cool concept, but I wasn't sure if I uh, if I would dig it that much. So Kato and I streamed it yesterday, uh, you know, and I feel like we were both struck by one, like, yep, it it, it is works. as cool as yeah. that like con- <laughs> that art style concept sounded. But two, it was just kind of like weirdly charming for yeah. a Need for Speed game. Yeah, yeah, I, I like. You know, we didn't spend a ton of time with these characters, but like the time that we did spend with them, like we were already talking about, like I really hope they don't get the go, don't get their father figure killed. You know, like um, there's that really great movement right near the end of our stream where, like, uh, after the we've left the prologue and we get some more, uh, st- we jump ahead a couple of years and we get some updates on how everyone's doing. And there's the 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 owner of this uh, garage has a 
has a book that came in. What was it called again? God. Uh, why am I always crying? Why am I always crying? <laughs> um, it's things, just yeah. Very... Things get pretty grim after the prologue. Yeah, uh, but but in a very funny way. Yes, yes. It's definitely. Uh, it feels like they knew they 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 they're going for you know like. Light, yeah, light, and, light, light, a lighter fare, I guess, than 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 they have in the past. Yeah, and just to just to really like quickly sketch out what what's going on in the game. So, like, this is yeah, it's another open world Need for Speed game, uh, and so a lot of the things that, at least so far, I think one of the one of the things that jumped out at me is that it does not feel. Yes, it is open world, but a lot of open world games, and I did feel this way with with heat a little bit is you are immediately sort of in a deluge of like activities mm-hmm. that like you go here and do this, do this, do that. And it often doesn't feel like, uh, you know, I mean, it, like there's a lot of like fairly, what's the way to put it? Like low value activities you right. can do like that, that, okay. Yes. You created a course, but it's not an interesting course through here. It's not an interesting activity. Uh, here, it doesn't feel as obsessed with like giving you endless amounts of like tasks you can check off and do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, this, the game is divided into a day and night cycle. There are day races and night and night races during the day. Uh, the, the state, it, it does seem like there's, there can be races with decent prize money during the day, but the thing you don't have to worry about as much, it seems like is uh like, is is the cops you'll be able you, you're sort of able to drive around freely around the city and, and be safe there but the heat you build up during the day uh from from your racing from traffic accidents from throwing cops off uh cliffs <laughs> with your car all of that carries over into the night the cops are like looking for you more during the night and as the heat level goes up they will deploy more advanced like cop cars and weapons against you uh so it gets more dangerous and the idea is you only bank your cash uh once you get back to your garage at the end of the the night's racing and so there's a bit of this in heat uh but they they sort of codified it into this the cycle a bit more here where throughout the day you are pushing your luck you can stay out and do another race and have more money you're carrying around with your winnings. But if you're out all night racing, your heat level will go from like, you know, say during the day, only amassed a half star of heat. And then by the end of a night of racing, you might be at like three, four five stars. I've not seen the higher levels of, of heat. I've only like only last night. I saw the second level of heat, which is uh caught on. I were joking. That the cop cars seem to be made out of like styrofoam. Yeah. Well, not the SUVs that roll out at heat oh. level two. Uh, so yeah, the the at heat level one, it's like <laughs> you want to just punt these cops straight into the harbor. It's like <laughs> yes, I do, no problem. Uh, heat level two, the SUVs want you to try that shit because you will take the worst of it. Oh. Uh, and so like you really can't do that. What you have to do is just like run like hell and get away from them. Mm. And so you're you're sort of encouraged to. What think about what SUVs are not good at? Uh, turning. Turning. <laughs> so, so like, well, neither of, was now, neither was the racing horse, but uh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, so so that's kind of the, the dynamic is you know by day you're doing some racing and by night you're doing a, a lot of racing that generates a lot of heat, uh, but also brings in a lot of winnings. And Kato, it's after the prologue that 
the relevance all of all this comes into it snaps into focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the prologue, uh, your character and your sort of adoptive sister, you're, you're both uh, like foster kids who have kind of uh, grown up in the garage of uh, this dude, Rydell, who does like custom builds and, and tunes on cars. And at the start of the game, you guys have, have put together the old the old junker and you've yes it into a <laughs> mint condition Lamborghini Countach, uh, a uh, Dodge uh, uh, Challenger, uh, what or or like a, a, a Nissan a Charger. Right. Uh, I, I always I always confuse the Challenger and the Charger. I can never remember which it's, is which. It's the Dom car, right? Oh, is that is it just literally? I that? believe. I believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. You start street racing, but real like throughout the prologue, you see your buddy, who's the mechanic, uh, Yaz, just start to resent the shit out of like effectively your foster father, uh, who you work for, for not being appreciative enough, not paying enough, etc. And so at the end of the prologue, she just helps buddies of hers rip off every single car in the in the garage, right as the business is taking off. And they're getting like deals to do lots of like expensive custom jobs. The other prologue, you know, this this poor bastard arrives just in time to see all the works he was doing being driven off. It's a funny beat where she where Yasmin shows up and she's like, "What? I have nothing to do with this. I don't even know these guys." And somebody driving by is like, "Yes, let's go." <laughs> yeah. And so she she or, ghosts, or even the the moment where you get out of your car that you that you were supposed to be delivering, and someone and come up to see if uh, the the mechanic is okay, and someone in the background gets into it and drives off. <laughs> it is. It, 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 it everyone is incredibly owned in this opening sequence, <laughs> and then two years go by and the business has fallen on hard times, but no time at all you get tapped back into the underground street racing scene because somebody's bringing it back. It turns out Yasmin is bringing it back. Oh shit! Uh, that she has come back to town with like piles of cash, and she is running a big street racing tournament. And now you have your path for revenge. Mm, You're yeah. gonna take all her money uh, <laughs> via street racing. Nice. But the game unfolds week by week, and the end of each week is a big race. So you have oh. six days to put together like a bankroll for like whatever your competition car and your upgrades are. Okay. Right. So now, but now see, this is the thing, right? I never felt like in heat, like it was, it was cool that like different stuff happened by night. It was kind of a, um, dying light type vibe. in, in, in some ways of like the world feels more dangerous and hostile, but now actually like, the thing that makes a push your luck mechanic work is there has to be something that makes it valuable for you to push your luck, right? right. It has to be like, right. no, actually, I need to be able to bank all this right now. Now they kind of solved that. Now it's like, no, I need to get a big stack of cash together so I can upgrade this car because uh, the upgrades are not cheap. This is not right. like <clears throat> to get a higher tier car uh, into like fighting trim is really, really expensive. You got to do a lot of races. And so now you do have like, major incentives to stay out there way past when you should uh, (laughs) out there, out there. And especially at this early stage of the game where like, frankly, you know, I've got a, I've got a cool car. I've got a 1971 uh, Nissan fair lady. Uh, It it looks fucking awesome. (laughs) It's not a good car. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's, a, it's a card in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that, that's kind of that that's kind of what, what you enter into. And that right there, one, like. It does not feel like it's trying to convince me that like this campaign is endless. You'll be playing this game for a year. Right. It's like, no, you've got like a limited number of weeks that this whole game is going to unfold across. And here's what you can accomplish in that time already way more appealing than like <laughs> here's a map full of shit you want to go drive at some of it right uh and then and then the other part of it and, and kato you, you know you and i both i think we're, we're sort of taking by this this game just looks phenomenal absolutely it's amazing uh it 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 has art direction <laughs> right past like make it look realistic you know even the even the parts that are rendered realistically there's still like a touch of the cell shaded the characters are like super cell shaded like they yeah. could you could have pulled them out of a even more simplified version of uh like um uh, into, into the spider verse or something right um which does feel like that is the that, that, uh, like compass true yes, north for this this project. Absolutely, and um, the the realistic the the buildings, which also uh, I don't think we've mentioned yet, is in like a fake Chicago. Yeah, right. Uh, the lighting, like there's certain moments where I notice like the lighting hitting the car. That it's like, oh, there's a bit of cell shading in the world as well. It's just oh. mostly just in the way that things reflect. And like the rest of it is kind of rendered more realistically, but I think that that little bit is what kind of helps tie the very cell shaded uh, like uh, smoke effects. There's effects when you like take a jump, you get these wings, and you can choose what kind of wings. Right now, uh, when we were playing in the prologue, we had wings made out of playing cards, and when we used the boost, a little like dice uh, appeared to the sides. Um, there's fun different uh, themes to those uh, smoke effects and yeah. you can choose different colors and it's really, really cool looking. Like it's really well, fun. Even in this. So, you know, I guess it's a frostbite engine game and I know that mm. uh, that has a reputation for being a nightmare to work with. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, but in terms of like how games tend to look that, that use it also, they, they tend to look very, very good. Uh, I, I will say like things that jumped out here. Um, the lighting and textures are so good that suddenly painting your car is more fun. Right. Because right. the way light plays across the custom job you do to your car is now really attention grabbing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I've ever seen cars look this good in the rain in a game. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was just sort of struck with like, park damn. the car in the rain, like car in the rain beating up on the, on the, on the finish. And I was like, Jesus, this is a good looking game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, you know, is is important in a game like this because yeah. a, a big part of it is like, does this stuff look cool? Here and it honest, does. Honestly, I bet you it has like those models have like less polygon than like a, a car in Gran Turismo, but it's about the the art direction and like the the choices that they made in the lighting to make it look good. It looks realistic, but it also looks good. And the, the, yeah. it's not just like push more polys to make it more realistic right like it's it's uh it's yeah good choices you know I, I, it looks um, really good. great i think the real point of comparison is probably forza horizon uh, yeah. and like i think part like so i loved uh forza horizon four the one in scotland um right yeah mm -hmm. five the one in mexico did not do it as much uh, you know i like winter 
and there's just not <laughs> I want snow down. but uh but I think the other the other part of it is uh Forza Horizon 5 did start to feel like really busy to me there were a lot of like it was just a constant like here's the endless checklist uh right. type stuff and it was like a lot of characters but no story so it's a lot of like people yammering at you about your checklist in a way that like wasn't necessarily <laughs> it was a cool game I had a lot of fun I played a lot of it sure. but like I fell off of it I will say here I find the characters more engaging. The story's just decent enough to like give it right. give a decent wrap around this, and the missions are a little more pointed and right. focused right. in. And I I kind of dig that. So this ended up being like kind of a surprise, like yeah, end of year treat where it's like this is a a really good open world arcade racer. Uh, that you know, Kyle, you brought up Burnout a lot as we were as we were playing it. You know, weirdly enough. Need for Speed has been chasing burnout forever. Like ever right. since that team was put on Need for Speed with uh Oh gosh. What the hell was it? Most wanted. But it was like the open world most wanted. Ever since then, like, you know, they would they would sometimes basically make burnout in Need for Speed, but it never quite felt that good. This does get it a lot of what I dug about, like uh Burnout Paradise, for instance. Um in terms of in particular, how much this is a game about building up turbo meter uh, mm-hmm. by doing cool shit yeah. at all times. Like you're constantly being encouraged. Don't just like try to like drive fast or or drive well. You're constantly looking for places to take risks. Yeah. So you can get more meter and actually win the race because that's kind of what you need to do is have that that extra bit of boost that makes it makes it really really good. Uh, feel feel really dangerous. So uh, yeah, you know, I'll be, we'll be playing more of it. But for a game, I've been like, yeah, it looks interesting. I am shockingly all in on it uh, now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I, I am, uh, my, my enthusiasm is also unbound for the moment. <laughs> okay, well, okay, I like you just skated past the whole Chicago thing. Like, what, what is the <laughs> deal with it? Because I like, I've lo- I like checked on your stream and then saw like a mention of what seemed to be Lakeshore Drive, and like, is this a watchdog situation where we're yes. pretending? Okay, but Walkjog said it was in Chicago. Was this it We is, Are Chicago? No, this is a fictional. This is the city of Lakeshore. Okay, there are mountains. And that's where it's this. not Chicago. <laughs> like, wh- the mountains of Wisconsin, just just beyond the horizon past the big buildings of Chicago. But, but, but Patrick, then you like, uh, what's the, sorry, what's the building? You'd always see it from Grand Park. It was the... Uh, the building with the the diamond roof that's like canted uh, and split the split diamond yeah, roof. Yeah, I know uh, what you're like talking about. Is that credential? I, I think that is right. Uh but yeah, it, like so a lot of the sh- the Chicago skyline is in there. Yeah, and they and they have the the like the L tracks like the yes. sort of like you know, you remember them if you saw the, you know, any of the the Christopher Nolan uh, specifically the Dark Knight, which was like shot in Chicago. Um, and although like they've taken the L tracks and just like, hmm, let's just widen them. Like, like there's they're like a lot smaller and per- so it's just sort of bizarre. Like it's the aesthetics of Chicago. I actually prefer it this way. Look, if you just want to steal the aesthetic of Chicago, but not be beholden to what that means to 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 actually depict a city. That's fine. That's better than Watchdogs, which <laughs> literally said it was Chicago, and then like. 
you would like leave the city for two seconds and you were like in the Shire uh, <laughs> around the corner. Utterly bizarre and unhinged. Yeah, whereas, whereas here it's like, uh, yeah, you're like racing along Lakeshore Drive and then you're basically in the Whiting Refinery, like immediately. Do they have a do they have a bean equivalent? So they did something very funny as far as I okay. can tell. So you, as so everyone's the aware, the bean is copyrighted. Mm, yes. Right. This is why watchdogs couldn't put it in. Right, this right. is why you can't this is why you can't publish photos in a place that could possibly be monetized of the bean. Uh because like there will be a claim made against it, etc. Uh it's like many things around Millennium Park. Uh, just a just a disaster mm-hmm. of like the 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 corporate ownership of vacation of like public spaces and all that mm-hmm. cool park though but anyway so here's how they got around it patrick the bean <laughs> has uh-huh. been replaced with with a big hoop <laughs> with the ramps pointing at it from multiple <laughs> angles of the park it's, it's a, just a cool. It's a it's big just a cool skate park for your car. For your car, yeah. it is. <laughs> Millennium Park at its centerpiece has a giant pilot wings ring. Amazing <gasps> that you can sure. just launch sports cars through. Hell yeah! What? Sure. Why not? Fine. <laughs> That's very. That was that was the most. That was that was the one. Because if you're gonna depict Chicago, that it, that is like one of the key features that aesthetically defines the city from like a popular sentiment, mm. and so. I was so curious. That is that that's hilarious. Rather than that's just a that's an incredible solution to the problem is just throwing up your hands and saying, fuck it. Uh, that's that's very good. Good for them. Uh, by the way, the Diamond Roof building is the uh, stone container building uh, ah. now renamed as the Crane Communications building. But I tend not to observe uh, the the new names of <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the Sears Tower. Like, sorry, it's the Sears Tower. Like, it's just- sorry, uh, Chicago was the 90s and I will I will I will take no further questions <laughs> yep. uh so anyway uh yeah so need for speed unbound we'll, we'll, i'll be playing a bit more of it we might play more of it uh again but yeah it's definitely worth worth checking out uh it's it, it if you've sort of been overwhelmed by the trends in like open world racing game design i think right now at least unbound feels like it actually i am sure it will like as it continues to open up I'm mm. sure there'll be a ridiculous amount of tasks you can do. Sure. But for now, I do, really do appreciate how many, like, leading lines there are, quite, like, for, right. for you to sort of follow uh, through the game. And that's really cool. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back with emails and then also a discussion of the Callisto Protocol. Back after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Patrick. Yes. 
The Callisto Protocol. The Callisto. How have you been enjoying your time on Callisto? Uh, The first hour of Callisto Protocol, the new space horror game from some of the original folks that worked on Dead Space. Uh, One of the hardest hours I have spent with a game that I was truly excited for. I, I, I. I was screaming at the game. I uh, was angry at this game. I didn't know much about it. I don't know how much. I don't know how much you knew about the Callisto Protocol before going into it, Rob. I I everything sort of, I knew about it is like when you and I would watch trailers together on on streams. Yes, and some of it was deliberate. It's like I'm space horror game from some ex Dead Space people. I don't need to know anymore. You know, it's the kind of thing where I would have taken an appointment to see it if we were going to events. But absent that, and we don't really spend a lot of time previewing games. I, I try my best to sort of like be as surprised as I can. And I will admit to being incredibly surprised when I booted this game and has the aesthetics of Dead Space. I think you made an apt comparison in which uh, you said uh, if Dead Space was an uh, edgelord system shock, um, the Callisto Protocol is edgelord Dead Space, which takes you to a weird spot. And we can talk about what that what that means in a little bit. But the thing that I was hung up on to start, and that I think this game has an incredibly rough opening hour, uh, is the discovery of this melee-based combat system, melee-focused combat system, that uh, really is more akin to boxing than anything else, in which you, the main thing that you're doing as the player, especially in this first hour, is you got your fists, and you've got this weird-looking zombie creature, and... You need to figure out, are they going to punch from the left, or are they going to punch from the right? Nope, you're already overthinking it. That's I, not I how do? it works. No? What? So, this, so, okay, and I here's, uh, here's my suspicion about, because I struggle with this too, and it sounds to me like you did not get over it. So, here's the thing. You will keep thinking there's more to it than there is. Like, it is such a simple attempt at, like, player-proofing a combat system that your brain cannot process what it is actually doing because the enemies do. They wind up big haymakers from left to right side. And you're, so I'm not supposed to be looking stick. at this. Like I'm studying a dark souls boss. No, and that like, you're just coming in from alternate. the left. No, no, you dodge left once. That means your next dodge has to be the right. To the oh right. my That's God. The game. That's it. Right. That's all there is with the system. <laughs> what? There, there are no cues to read, but they're giving cues. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this explains a lot about the problems I had in the first hour of this game because Dude, I kept I kept thinking this can't be it. And I kept trying to, like, dodge the punch because it feels like the game wants you to. Right. It feels like you are steering into the punch in places. No, it is just left, right, left, right. Oh, wow. OK, so I need OK, I need to walk you through then what I ended up having like my first hour because like this now defines and like retroactively I want to be clear to the listeners this is something I'm discovering in real time that recasts and repaints a bunch of my experience and decisions I made about how to approach <laughs> playing it I, I I there was a sequence about half an hour into the game where uh this is a very linear game dead space is a much it's not open world but it's a much bigger space that you can kind of roam around in there's a reason it's got a map there's no map here. Like, essentially, you are usually going down the hall, dealing with what's down the hall, and then going through the next door and fighting things and solving some tiny puzzle along the way. 
But then there are occasionally times where it's like, you could go right. Would you like to go left? And there's probably some bonus stuff for you to collect and some other enemies to fight. And I was like, okay, I clearly see where I'm supposed to go is right. I'm going to go left. And down to the left is uh, this bathroom. And it's a bathroom where nothing is happening in it until you come across a little che- treasure chest equivalent, these little blue boxes uh, that have like, well, eventually ammo. But at this point in the game, I only have fists. It's only health that I can get or currency that you'll later use for upgrades. And you stomp this box, you get whatever's in there, you turn around, the lights go off, and a guy drops down. And it's like, all right, I fought like six or seven of these dudes. I get the idea, like they're coming at me with this punch. I'm going to lean this way as a counter, uh, you know, a counter to that, and and I'm going to figure this out. And it's dark, and I can't read the characters' animations very well. And the way the flashlight works in the game is not consistent. It's not really player-directed. And on the, the normal difficulty, if you mess up two, three times, like, in, in, a, in a fight, you're going to go down and have to watch some horrifically violent death animation where your your jaw is like ripped off from your skull <laughs> and what I, I i died very quickly and was like ah that sucks okay well i'm sure it just saved me right outside of the like the the bathroom because i had to kind of walk a minute or two to get to the spot it didn't like it, it saved me like four or five minutes back and i was like huh okay so i'm gonna go in uh and i'm gonna do a manual save the game gives the options to put in manual saves in addition to normal saves Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to walk over to that area. I'm right out, right before the lights are going to change. Pause, manual save, got it. Cool. This is perfect. This is a sequence where uh, I'm going to be able to figure out the combat in an uh, in an ideal scenario. And then I should be sort of like settled for the the, where the game goes from here. Um, And I'm just getting my ass whooped. I managed to get past the first one. And then I realized the second one. I managed to get past the second one. And I realized there's a third one. And I am just screaming because... Nothing about this combat is making any sense to me because I'm trying to do exactly what you're saying, Rob. I am I am I am attempting to read the animations and dodge appropriately. And compounding the frustration is the discovery that the manual saves don't do anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> the manual saves, if you read the fine print when you're doing the manual save, it does explain what it's doing. I guess this is user error, but when I hear manual save. My presumption there is like I am creating a save at the point that I am at right now. And the game is like, no, 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 no. What you are doing is is it says like, hey, the last checkpoint was here. We're creating a save for you, but you will progress no further past the arbitrary checkpoint that the game has in its world. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the point of the, the manual no, save immediately the feature is useless. Because, and it has a timer. It says, yeah, that was five minutes ago. So what I I was attempting to do is create like this small box where I could practice the combat, get in rhythm with it, was then impossible because I was always three, four minutes behind this checkpoint. And there was no automated checkpoint to get me to the spot to let me do what I wanted to do. And so I felt myself hitting a point where, I mean, Rob was like, maybe I'm just not going to play. I'm going to the accessibility menu, like messing around with like, what can I automate in the combat so I can focus on different parts? Um, I ended up ratcheting the difficulty, which you can do mid game down to easy. And I was like, okay. And I, I can change that in real time. So like, maybe I'll just, I'll drop it down to easy. I will just uh, spend a couple of hours this way and then I'll see how I feel. And I can maybe send it back to me to back to the, to the sort of like the normal difficulty and what I'm realizing now is that whether through 
maybe I didn't read a tutorial text properly or whatever, but I never picked up on that being how the combat works. And that explains so much of the difficulty that I have had with this game. (laughs) So, uh, it does pop up on the tour. So there are the in-game like tutorial prompts, but then there are also big cards that take over your screen to give you like further instruction. You know, we, you know, you know, this works like tons of game have that stuff, have that stuff where like there are either be little gifts or in this case, still frames with captions explaining the mechanic. And that is where you get this explanation. The problem is it is so hard. Like one of the things is it was hard for me to adapt to it because it's very hard to trust because it sure looks to me like this might've been a change that came late after monster attack patterns had been set up for a different combat system because the monster animations telegraph attack direction. There, it's like a right crazy. and a left. Like th- yeah. that's what the monsters do is they do hooks and and your your the way the the controls are mapped is left. So when you're uh and not in combat, you're just exploring normally. When the moment you sort of you can't lock onto an enemy, I really wish you could. Really, especially in multi like uh enemy scenarios, I really wish I could just lock onto somebody. You can't, but the game will sort of shift to a combat scenario. And the character will position itself in front of the enemy. And then that's when your analog stick changes to, um, like, when a, when a when swing is coming, left is left dodge, right is right dodge. Uh, holding down is a block. Um, and the, you're absolutely correct. The animations are, are telegraphed, appear to be completely designed around the notion, which is why I'm, like, be, like befuddled and frustrated and also kind of relieved to discover that th- those are just animations. They aren't yeah. actually telegraphs in the oh way that God. you would imagine so around so a, a combat-focused game like this. You and I, I wish, I wish I had not been, like, unloading the dishwasher when you sent me that text about, like, the combat system, bro. And I was like, yeah, it's unbelievably bad. Because I will say this. The other way is not fun. Like, this whole system of... Left, right, thwack, left, right, thwack. That is not fun combat. And the other funny part is that because you're always so throwing the left stick in those directions in between dodge animations also moves your character. So and I can't emphasize enough. This is the year of Elden Ring. <clears throat> we all spent a lot of time in in a game where it's like spacing controlling positioning in a fight and all this all this is like massively important in this game you are constantly just max strafing to the left or right anticipating the next blow coming so your character is literally reeling around these battles like like a drunk guy uh and and this will work even if you are against the wall if you are pressed up against a wall to your right and the next pro- the next appropriate dodge be to the right you just have to go to the dodge to the right and it will work your character just won't like you know the the, the wall won't be an obstacle for you to make that dodge you'll sc- sort of slide along the wall and and make the dodge so like the way to play this game is you will just get like completely surrounded by enemies and be like banging into scenery and like get trapped in corners and it won't matter because this dodge system overrides all of that uh, to set you up for like your little counter window. That's it. 
Uh, okay, I want to read. The, I want to read the text and like I, I I just pasted this image in so that Kato could see it as well. So this is what ha- like this is one of these tutorial boxes you get when like you encounter a major new uh, game mechanic. So it says, hold the left stick to left or right before the enemy attacks to dodge it. There isn't a timing window. Just be holding left or right before the enemy hits you. To dodge a series of melee attacks, hold the left stick in one direction before the enemy attacks, then shift to hold the left stick in the other direction, alternating between sides. Never dodge in the same direction more than once uh, or the sequence will fail. And I guess I just I just sort of glossed through this. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I get it. You hold left and right, and 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 you, you're like trying to dodge the attack. And the, 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 the image they show on the right shows what I've been trying to do while playing the game, which right. is, oh, they're coming in this way. I'm going to dodge, like, you know, this way so that I miss and then can come in with the melee. And so, you know, I guess, like, this is on me for not taking this text literally. But I think absent this tutorial text, there is nothing in the game um, when you're also- playing it. It says, to suggest to you you wouldn't be trying trying to dodge based on how the enemy is attacking you because that's kind of just how games work. <laughs> yeah. But it, it says hold the stick left or right, and you uh-huh. your brain just kind of fills in like and the 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 way I choose left or right will be based on what they're doing, right? Like that's just right. I want to dodge <laughs> the attack. That was my whole thought was yeah. that okay, yeah. I will dodge based on the initial attack, and then I'm kind of alternating. But I've I found myself essentially studying the animations every time and then when i mess it up i'm like ah, okay yeah i was just i just i I guess i just read that wrong um and so now that's kind of bizarre you you have to you have to imagine this is where they started on designing the combat system and then ended up in a place where hey we've made a horror game in which is dark all the time it's kind of hard for players to read these animations well and and also your camera is so close to this dude maybe that's also part of it is Mm. it's like I don't like this, and a lot of games do it now. I've never been a big fan. God of War is the same way, where the 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 the, the camera is extremely close. Your dude just takes character. up like half the screen, like just enormous lad uh, in in the foreground there that you're trying to sort of see around. And so I, I never have a great sense of like uh, space around me or anything like that. It, it it's all sort of taking place in a narrow cone of vision. Uh, to the front and right of uh, of where my guy is, so maybe that's also part of it. it. Just ran contrary to what they wanted to do with the presentation of the game. So okay, so all right, I'm I'm really glad we we got to that uh, because this is important. I'm gonna I'm gonna ratchet this game up to its normal difficulty, and I think go back. I enjoy it even more than I am now because where I've gotten in the the combat and not really the story. It's sort of whatever. But anyway, continue your point. We'll 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 pick up where I'm at with the game. Uh, well, separate from playing it incorrectly for so four hours. I also but I also did not dig the opening minute. So the 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 pitch here is that uh you play uh God, is it Jake or is it Sam? It's a great question. Uh, uh, I'll look I'll look for you right now. I'm gonna hold up Jake. Look Yeah, so you play character you played uh Jacob. Jacob uh, Lee. Yeah. Who is a basically he's a freelance long haul space trucker. Uh, who's taking some sort of valuable, like uh, valuable goods to the prison on Callisto. And in transit, your ship is boarded by what appear to be uh, like rebels or or terrorists or, or, or something. Crucially, they are led by a woman who you see in the opening minutes of the game uh, walking through the ruins of some sort of like off world colony. 
everyone's been like massacred by fucking zombies and your ship crash lands on this planet your co-pilot is killed and rather than rescue the prison immediately makes you one of the prisoners and then you wake up in the prison as a massive escape is underway and everyone's turned into monsters. That's it. And it's like it happens wild- remarkably fast. Like there, there is so little <laughs> set up for this world, this place. It, 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 almost, I, I almost would have preferred the game opening on just you're in the prison. Things have gone wrong. And then you've got to like the game fills in. How did you get here? Why are you here? And st- it's, it's, it's a, it's a little strange, but then again, the way the game does storytelling in general is, well, strange is like a, a, a complimentary way of of, ta- of, of, of of like discussing it. Like you're not here for the story, nor is the, does the game appear to be here for the story either. No. And like, so why is this happening? Uh, it looks like the warden just kind of thought this would be cool to unleash some sort of like super <laughs> zombie sick. virus. Like he had he appears as a hologram to like let you know like what's going on. And it's all basically the sickos cartoon of him just being like, yeah, my zombies are eating good. He's like, it's for the greater good. And I'm like, it's it is also the most I want to turn people into dinosaur shit. Like, maybe we'll get more motivation, (laughs) but it's like it just makes zero sense. Yeah, Uh, it's, uh, you know, and that said, like, it's it's that runs contrary to its actual presentation, which is. You know, a number of like, you know, actors that there are several actors that you might you've seen in things, but you can't quite pinpoint. I was like, who, like the, the, the like the quote terrorists, like rebel. I was like, what is she from? I was like, oh, right. She's one of the main Karen actors in the, from the in boys. The boys. Yeah. Um, and the, the lead is, guard is uh, Sam Witwer. What, what is he from? What am I? What's the most recent thing I've seen him in? Oh gosh, he's so he's been in a bunch of things. Uh, oh god, he's crashed down in Battlestar Galactica, but that's probably not what you're talking about. No, I'm hold on, I'm looking. Uh, <laughs> no, not Star Wars: The Clone Wars, not Riverdale. Uh, maybe Riverdale? it was maybe it was Star Wars: Fallen Order. I mean, maybe I guess that could be. I guess Wait, who is he in? Thing. Fallen Order. I don't know. Is anyway, Supergirl one. Maybe I just broadly know his face. Anyway, like he he's in here as like a shitty, you know, a prison guard, you know, like prison management sort of sort of person. Um, and then you have uh, how do you say his name? Josh. Uh, Duhamel. That's Duhamel. Like a guy you've definitely you know his face. You don't remember the last well, time you've seen him in anything. Yeah. Um, like a guy that I associate more with like late nineties, early two thousands sort of stuff than I do anything now. Um, but he's here and he's the main character, but it's just not a game that, I mean, I'll, I will see where it, it goes, but well, you know, it's like even, even the audio logs in this game are just like every, I feel like every time an audio log, which of course you can't walk around and listen to, I have to hit up on the D pad, scroll over to the character. It can't automatically just start playing it. I have to go through the interface, pull it up and I can't, they can't then hit, uh, you know, back or up to just walk around and listen to it's it. Also, I need- so it's doing the same thing. It's the similar interface to Dead Space where it's like, oh, it's all on Isaac's display and shit. But it's yes. also a much simpler game than mm-hmm. Dead Space. So like you have, it's like vestigial where it's like you don't have as many systems to manage. So you just go into this kind of clunky menu interface uh, to go pull up these recordings. <laughs> and the recordings don't, they're not insightful. They don't, 
build out the world in any meaningful way. Like you'll you'll come across and if, and if, and every time you get the recordings, sometimes you'll find them like sitting on like a crate. More frequently, you find them because in this world, there's this implant that like is like blasted into your neck and your cranium. And you'll like come across a character and you need to get a key card. And then you'll also get an audio log with it. And thankfully the game, a game that otherwise is very indulgent about its violence um, and depicting it for the player and and kind of reveling in it. Every time your, your boy Josh just has to get down there with a, with a shiv and just fish it out of the back of somebody's neck. And then you get an audio log in which the scene (laughs) is depicted in front of you shows like this guard, (laughs) guard, the hanged guard. Yeah, there's a guard that was yeah, there's a sequence where you see these all these hanged guards and you you get an audio log about a hanged guard and then the audio log is like, "Oh no, I'm being hanged." Don't and that's hang the me. end. Don't hang yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> We're going to hang you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens over and over again where it is just repeating the scene in front of you without any insight. Where like you'll see like uh, someone who's like been ripped apart by uh, zombies and like and again inevitably the audio is like oh no don't rip me apart you zombies and like well and again like so they also do the thing you had in dead space where like uh, a hollow recording was capturing the scene where sorts of bad shit was happening and in system shock obviously you had the ghosts where you could see the scenes play out Mm -hmm. but again here it's just once again, not very interesting or explanatory. And it's completely like, arbitrary. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, it, it's, it, there's a, there's, the first one you get is a sequence where you, it's like a, like a, like an operating table. Yeah. And then a, a kind of little scene plays out for, for, for a minute or two, for not even for a minute, for like 20 seconds. Uh, but like, it's not clear why it was triggered. You didn't trigger it. It just started playing when you walked around the corner. The, the, so in, uh, back in October, uh, my wife and I with some friends, we went to Pittsburgh and went to a uh, a couple of like high end uh, like haunted houses. And while it is true that there are a lot of horror games that have get compared to haunted houses um, and have the feel of a haunted house, playing the Callisto Protocol feels so much like having gone through the haunted houses that I just did. And what I mean by that is. Frequently when you're going through a haunted house, it is, yeah, you're going to like different themed rooms, but it's like the most over the top thing possible because you're in a space and it's trying to evoke, like, you can't just put a little guts. You have to put all of the guts. Like, you can't put a body. You have to put all of the bodies. And Callisto Protocol over and over feels like I am going through this extremely linear haunted house Uh of course, bookended every couple of minutes by something screaming at me for no particular reason and a jump scare that is that is is pretty unearned and is just there because the game feels like it's on a timer and it's like, oh, shit, like, like someone went through the script. It was like, it has been five minutes since we had a jump scare. You know what the bosses said. Get another one in there somehow. Um and it makes it less effective as a result. Like, there's actually not a lot of quiet moments in this game. There's, It actually doesn't feel like the scenes that depict incredible violence, none of it, it very, very frequently doesn't land with me with any sort of oomph or emotion. Um, it feels very empty and plasticky in a way that I can't quite put my finger on, but it's like all the elements are here for me. It's like a game that I should be adoring and you know we should eventually get to some of the stuff that i've I've come to like in in the combat but um like it's just none of it's 
it's just not quite landing for me in the way that I desperately want it to. Um, and I, I find that really like profoundly disappointing that, that it's not. This is, you know, I was, I was thinking about this. Uh, I have, I am predisposed to love anything that's like, we're in space and something real bad and real scary. Yeah, then Horizon <laughs> is one of my favorite horror films. Like, that's not even a particularly good movie. And that, that is like a movie in which, like, I don't know, you want to see some fucked up shit? I do. <laughs> Boy, do I. Yeah, like, I just, I, I, I adore this shit. I, I, I love it. Uh, and I'm, you know, I, I can't get enough of it. And somehow the Callisto Protocol is kind of whiffing on, on accomplishing anything about it. I think part of it is the prison's a really boring setting. Like, just aesthetically, everything about this game is kind of dull and boring. And part of it is, well, it's like, I think you'd say, ah, technically it's a very good-looking game. It uh, is. You know, light bounces off textures and in really, like, convincing and sophisticated ways, etc. There's a lot of detail. But there's nothing interesting that you're rendering in all that detail. It's like this entire building is made out of girders and sheet metal. And and that's kind of it. Like every single scene is just more of that. And the monster design is just like, you know, big bubbling with boils, enemy meat head that you just got to like beat the shit out of. And so there's nothing like, you know, if I didn't know that we were on like, we're on Callisto, we're, we're deep in, you know, in the outer reaches of the solar system. Uh, you know, you could tell me that the president has turned uh has turned gary and indiana's uh mills into a, a prison complex and i'd be like yeah okay yeah totally i i see that this could be anywhere because effectively you're just buried in like industrial ruin uh to to beat the shit out of some dudes which and and dead, Sp dead space itself is like in, in like in sort of an industrial ship but has they spent a lot of time imbuing that with real yes character that felt like the issue like the reason i can tell you i will not remember callisto you know five years from now but i can tell you about the ishimura like because like it felt like a place um and this right does down not to the fact, it felt like it followed the logic of a ship that's yeah. the other part of it is the or tricks you into the logic of a ship right like it doesn't actually like if you were to look at the map you'd go this isn't a ship but to the player it feels like you're in a ship yeah, it's like, okay, we're moving toward the front of the ship where command areas are, we're moving toward the back where, like, there's, like, maintenance and engine stuff. You always sort of feel like, yeah, it makes sense that I'd see something like this here, etc. This just feels like a long, a series of long, circuitous paths uh, that, that you're navigating, and there's no logical, like, flow of function. Like, not, like one thing is not logically next to the uh to another that like there'd be two systems that that interact and so yeah it just feels it feels very contrived and the the horror beats it's playing you know the the audio log stuff is a great example one we've just seen a million things like this at this point it's just not it, you know you you cannot have you know i doubt it would System Shock 2, it certainly wouldn't land. If I was like playing an audio log, people being like, oh no, ah, I'm being killed. I'd be like, that's corny as hell. In 98, yep. it wasn't. I was like, that, wow, this is this is fucked up. Some some really horrible shit happened here. But at this point, if, one, because there's a real lack of interesting characters, and that's something that I think Dead Space handled well, System Shocks tended to handle well, even though everyone's dead. 
you're sort of going through the aftermath of like some sort of interesting character drama that played out. Mm-hmm. There's no interesting characters here. The the warden is just again like you know sicko's meme, and then it's a bunch of guards and prisoners who all like killed each other, and that's kind of it. So all it is is just you in our scene, and everyone's been sort of rendered into in a meat. It's just a charnel house, but there's no sense of of horror to it because all this is just posed everyone like it's it's a world that feels like it's full of props and special effects which, which is yeah which is where i get the yeah sort of like haunted house comparison is i it just feels like i can see the artists and designers so nakedly here it's like ah i see how you you set this scene as opposed to they set the scene and then i walk and i sort of like get some sort of emotional reaction um whether it's like fear or sadness or whatever i just i i yeah props is like the best that's the best way to describe how these scenes frequently feel and it's because the lack of emotional or character grounding like your character is he he talks but he feels like as though he has less personality than isaac a character who didn't say anything other than grunt in the original (laughs) dead space yeah well and because again you had like characters that we were invested in like you knew that like that Isaac had a loved one on the Ishimura uh, who was sort of caught up in, in all this. You knew that Isaac had those coworkers that were sort of loose on the spaceship who, who had their own stuff. And then, right, and then like he, clearly, had a, he had a motivation. Our character is uh, this game opens with you essentially like hustling a bunch of dangerous, like, you know, you don't know what it is. You know, it's dangerous. You know, it's bad. And your space partner who like mild spoilers skip ahead 30 seconds like dies in the opening basically telling you we shouldn't be doing this shit anymore can we please stop and then dies a horrific death your character shows no remorse for that other than like briefly looking at his fucked up face and going but glad that wasn't me so you like there's there's no rooting for this character you're not even rooting against the character frankly i like wish the game i was playing as this rebel terrorist girl she seems by far the most she has motivation. Yes, is that's interesting. Has agency. Is active in the world. I do know that the trailers, you know, suggest she becomes a main character at some point. But boy, I wish this game had centered her as the main character from the jump because it just seems like she would be more. It, well, she right has away, a reason to be when in we this first world. meet her in that opening scene, she's immediately in a more interesting setting than yeah. Crystal Protocol is. It's like, okay, so this thing like wiped out a colony. Great. That seems that seems cool. And instead, it's like, now just imagine if it were unleashed in the most boring prison in the galaxy. And it's like, yep, that's that's the game we're playing. I so the other thing is you you mentioned you alluded to this. There, there is, of course, an upgrade system. Uh, you you sort of there's things you collect in the world that you can sell to the 3D printer cat like vending machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, very, very sister shock, very, uh, uh, very dead space. But. You have your choice between, in general, cash is tight enough that, like, your favorite tools are the ones you're going to want to upgrade. You can't upgrade everything. But then you also have the options of buying new weapons. But the thing I figured I was going to really get into upgrading, because, again, like, ammo for it is free. It's, 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 your, it's your melee weapon. It's your, it's your, like, stun baton, which doesn't really do stun baton stuff, and it's more like a a, a club sword is is kind of <laughs> it turns into kind it. of a chainsaw as you upgrade it. <laughs> yeah, but the first thing it gives you is, and now you'll get the blocking ability. And the way they phrase this, if you press down on the left stick, you mm-hmm. you will take less damage, and you will open a counter window against the enemy. Mm-hmm. 
I've now been in many fights with this ability unlocked. I don't know how it works. Do they mean pull back on the left stick or do they mean press no down idea. on what is called like the R the L three button? I have tried both. I have not blocked successfully using either method. Like I, no counter I, has opened up for me. I, I'm in the, the same the same boat. Is um, it like a parry now, timing now, thing? This feel well, like a they, parry timing game. They though. said that's explicitly the with the left and right stuff that there is no timing window, so I can't imagine there's so the thing that's a little <laughs> odd with this is you usually when you get a new ability, you get the like the pop-up text right. and you can you can reference it again um in the options menu. Nothing pops up on this upgrade. And I'm with hmm. you, Rob. I was I basically like loaded into a spot where I had a checkpoint right before some enemies. I was like, I'm just gonna hold back and just see what happens. I was like, well, I just got hit and it didn't seem to open up a window from what i can tell um i mean you know that said around the time that where you're at and where i'm a little bit further uh than you um is you do get it does get a little more interesting in terms of and again this is why i think the game has a really poor opening in terms of the combat sort of hard to grok from the start it's not really clear how it works it's very easy to die the checkpointing system is actively bad when you are going off the beaten path for a game that is otherwise strictly linear. Um, but you things start to change when you get this stun gun um, because that then suddenly enemies go down much faster. Is that the um, shotgun thing or the skunk? Well, there's also a pistol. There's a shotgun. Um, and then there is there's essentially it's it's not quite what Dead Space has where you can like the like stasis where you can like suspend things in in, in midair and you can chop off limbs. Um, but what what it had what they have here in Callisto Protocol is an like an arm thing that allows you to grab enemies and throw them into the environment, or to grab objects and throw them at enemies. Like basically, you can like pick things up and throw them. And then there's a couple. There's like frequently there are <laughs> the game also telegraphs this to like how many times I have like walked through the world and there's a grate on the ground or on the ceiling and there's a bed of spikes right behind. It. I was like, gee. I wonder if an enemy is going to pop out of one of those and then I am supposed to pick them up and throw them at it. <laughs> and like that will happen frequently enough for it to be not not that surprising. But the other thing that is I think like one of the and I almost wish the system was to like went further than what there is. But what so if you get into a flow with the combat in which you are dodging left and right and you get a, a couple of good hits in with the enemy, your gun isn't something that is purely used as an enemy approaches you. In fact, you really aren't frequently going to be doing that. The shotgun's a little more useful for that, but the pistol um, is less useful as a, uh, I'm going to, you're killing most enemies with melee. Like the, the game is, is always pushing you back in that direction. Um, and when you get like a couple of good hits, this targeting reticle will show up on like the head of an enemy um, in the middle of a combo. And at that point you break out of the melee combo, hold left trigger, right trigger, and your enemy in your, in your character will take a shot and like yeah. frequently can like, blast off their head um and it looks cool as shit it feels really good to do doesn't do as much damage as you'd hope no but what it does is it opens them up to another stagger right so like it 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 briefly um puts them into sort of an animation state where you can get up and you can uh you can engage another combo or i very early on invested in the the heavy swing and this heavy swing is so instead of on the right uh trigger with the right bumper you hold that down it's it's something where, like, the character takes a beat to, like, swing back, and it only hits them from the top. It's not going to help them if, a, if an enemy is 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 kind of going low, but it pushes them back. And, like, the amount of times I've, like, pushed them off a rail or, like, 
sent like like two enemies into like a meat grinder and then i'm also doing the dodge dodge and the and the and the like shooting them in the face like there are moments where it feels really good i don't think it's developed as to a degree that i would want it it feels like a combat system that's half there but with some really interesting ideas but i i have to admit that as i've gotten into a flow of like picking an enemy up like throwing them off a guardrail uh, you know, running, charging up to a, uh, two of these enemies, doing the, the the heavy attack, pushing them away, and then also like in the middle, the game is kept to the dead space thing of stomping an enemy. Uh, and in this one, you have to, you want to stomp every enemy you get because they might drop some health or they might drop some oh, ammo, yeah, they might drop some to... currency. So after a big fight, it's stomping time. You got to walk around <laughs> to all the corpses you left littered around. And pop them open like a pinata so that like a nickel will fall out or like a tiny bit mm-hmm. of health will fall out. Yeah, it's and it's it's sort of weird because the only enemies that drop anything are the enemies you fought. This game is riddled with corpses. There are corpses everywhere in every room and you can stomp them and you can dismember them with your foot, your very powerful foot, but they will not drop anything whatsoever <laughs> there is nothing to loot in these corpses um it's it's goofy um it's extremely goofy i i like it it's i like the goofiness but um yeah so give it like given where i'm at in the combat which i'm i am enjoying kind of the flow of it at the moment but now i've gotten to the point rob where even though i clearly didn't grok this like 101 element of the combat, I had enough other options that it didn't matter. And well, I right, that's the thing. Just... Once the grip uh, comes into play, and then like they start just showering you with gun ammo, like you can do melee, but like you can also not. Yeah, or you have different options, and yeah. like the do- the dodging is not as required uh, moment to moment. Um, but I am at, at a moment where I'm not finding myself in nearly as much danger as I want. That said. I play so many games that are difficult. I'm also like half tempted to just, you know what? I just want to be here, beat the shit out of these things and see the pretty visuals. And maybe that's enough. Do I, I don't need necessarily to prove myself on Callisto protocol, but I, I might, because I can do it in real time, drop it down to the normal setting and see if that introduces a little more tension um, moment to moment. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it's a game I like. I don't love sounds like you don't really like it and may not continue with it. Um, so I will say like, I think you should drop it down to easy. No, so, just but the thing of, is I wasn't having those problems. Like I'm not like okay. pace of play is not like, it's not All like right. I'm grinding through these sequences. Once I grokked the combat, it like went fine. You were, you were good. Okay. But it is more just, I think even if like, cause I did understand what the combat was going on. I think this has a terrible opening two hours. Like mm-hmm. it is just wretched. Uh, because they, in part because they're trying to teach you the melee stuff, you just don't have any fun tools to play, and then the world just sucks, and the it's setup just fists. isn't very good. It's just, it's just fists, and then w- once you get to the stun gun, things kind of pick up a little bit, but yes, it is a really grueling I think what I'm desperate hour. for, though, and I think this is the thing that, you know... <laughs> You're ahead of me, so I'm heading to the the the, the waste treatment facility. We're going to the dome, Rob. I'm hoping you get this. You get you know, right. This, so this really thing. I need something that does not just look like an industrial machine, like a like, <laughs> that basically doesn't look like the part of your basement where the water heater is, like right. just like multiplied by a million. 
with just with just like buckets of blood thrown thrown everywhere. And so there's this moment where uh, it's not it's not really a spoiler, but like because this takes place on an ice planet where you're you're headed to this area called the dome. And like in between you and there is like a bunch of snow. And I'm like, get me out there. Like, give give me to some other aesthetic. And I I can't tell you that it exists. I am still like <laughs> you're in a you're in a you're in a gross looking prison. And then, Rob, you're about to head to a gross-looking sewer that doesn't look much different than the prison. And I can't tell you one way or the other what's on the other side of that. I'm going to make sure you and I are going to do a little letter series about this game to publish when the embargo is up. I'm going to make sure I get there before we finish that so I can, t- so I can either excite you or depress you for what's, what's to come <laughs> in this game. But I am with you. I desperately hope that there is something visually a little bit different. Um because right now it just feels like I'm going through the same, especially because it's so linear, right? Like the fact that the aesthetic is kind of boring and repetitive and it's linear, you know, like you're a little more forgiving when it's a giant space and it's like, okay, you got to fill this with stuff that looks similar. This is like, so like nine times out of 10, you are just, Hey, remember when we were talking about shimmying in the devil and me <laughs> boy, Callisto protocol. You you you're shimmying all over the place in in this game to get you from one area to the next. Also, so they did something. There's just little like little fuck you things in the level design too. <laughs> so there's the sequence where you come into it's like a basement storage area slash garage. Like what's weird is they're meticulous about labeling where you are in the facility. Everything mm-hmm. has like facility coordinates and then what the room is for and everything doesn't make it feel any more convincing like it's like here we're in basement storage 08 uh also garage level two no evidence of garage shit well and there's no scene and because there's no map you you don't return to old areas no you don't have any sense of the space it feels like you're just walking forward through a hallway and the hallway looks different occasionally but you come into this place it's dirty right it's locked you need a fuse so you go through this whole clockwise like multiple little fights with, with dudes and you come into this uh you know storage area you fight a bunch of dudes you fling them into the spike traps the exposed fans the meat grinders that have left are everywhere there's scenes where turn on the generator the generator has fucking meat grinder stuff on it like why i don't know it's just like they're like you know what this dynamo needs uh like mincing uh mincing blades okay uh anyway kill all these dudes ah here's here's the fuse and there's a locked door right there to a storage area with goodies in it gotta walk all the way back around now you're in counterclockwise back to where you came in pop the fuse in get access to storage room storage room's kind of empty but ah now you can shimmy through and that's actually where the real storage room you saw from the other side of the area was you go in there is where you get a blueprint for a gun tools and everything that door is still locked. You can't go back to where you were. And it doesn't appear that this was actually the path to progress. This is just a side area. Okay, go back around. The door exiting the area requires a fuse. The fuse I'd left to open up the, the goody area. So I had to backtrack <laughs> yet again to go grab the fuse and take it back to the area that lets you effectively like end the level. And it's just little stuff like that of like 
what what trick are you pulling here? Like, what was the, you know what I mean? Like, like why is it, like, once I get into that secret, that not even a secret area, but that, like, storage area that I can see from the room right before the level exit, why is it once I'm in there, that doesn't just unlock that door so I can just cut right through? Or why does it? Because sometimes that does happen where the game, extremely arbitrarily, you'll get, there'll be, an, there'll be a door you come up to and it says locked. It's like, okay. And then you will shimmy, <laughs> like you often shimmy or crawl through a vent. There's a lot of both of those in this game. And you'll, you'll find your way to that, the other side of that room. And you won't flip a switch. You won't put in a fuse. That door will just suddenly work because you made it to the other side. And look, frankly, who cares? Thanks, game. Like, I get it. You're just trying to get me to explore. But I'm with you where, like, the layouts don't make a ton of sense. The game is also actually frequently poor at signposting what the cutoff is to the next area. So if you have – this doesn't bother me as as much. If you're the person where, like, I look left and I look right and I wish the game would, like, tell me a little bit more about – whether I should go left or right, and you want a clear sense of this is the exit of the of the of the area. You can't come back. I think this game broadly does like a really poor job of communicating yeah. that. Where there were like multiple times where I'm like, D, like, okay, well, the floor has a bunch of blood on it. It's heading that way. Is that the main section? Um, like this game actually like despite as linear as it is, could use some tools that are kind of telling the player communicating to the player what is main path what is optional and make clear um, when the game itself access to an area because yeah. like right. it's not even the resources but i'm like okay maybe there's interesting stories there never is interesting story stuff but i'd like to no. believe <laughs> there could be interesting story stuff right and so and we, like i did find one area where it was like i found a room where you had the word into the prison talking to his secret society weirdos yeah like, i found that that ah, was cool is everyone ready for the big monster reveal and evolution like, ah. yeah but the, like if they like it so often feels like you are losing access to parts of the game where there might be resources there might be story and if this game were amazing it would still bug me but it's not, and the implication that, like, you know, you just have to play again and, like, explore some of these areas next time you come through and, like, then, like, see see all that's happening in the Callisto Protocol. I'm like, absolutely not. That's never happening. Like, never coming back here. Like, this is the only time in my life I'm going to see these environments. <laughs> this is your one chance to get the stuff across or I'm or I'm out. Well, and especially because the, the game has a really limited... Uh, inventory really like limited you have six slots i think um your weapons don't thank, thankfully the weapons don't count so like your stun gun pistol shotgun like as you amass uh, and uh, kind of like a larger armory that doesn't count but your health items your ammo uh your other like uh things you're collecting uh to sell uh, to increase like the amount of money you can spend at these things. I don't know why your buddy who knows everything about this prison can't just hack into this, <laughs> this 3d printers so and get some of these upgrades uh, a little faster, but uh, there you end up having these moments where you're trying, you're trying to figure out, okay, the game seems to have signaled. This was the end of a set piece. Okay. So I think that is going to be the end of the area. Now, do I want to go back and collect 
all the extra ammunition and um like whatever the stasis thing is called like those like battery packs that can that can that can fill it up immediately because it recharges over time do i want to go collect and shuttle those back and sell them to get a little more currency or should i just keep going and because and part of the calculation you're making is because of the very like kind of awkward level design that you're speaking to it is not as though you're just going to go around the corner and collect that stuff frequently what that may mean is like do you want to go back through a vent and then go up a ladder and then shimmy through a set of pipes to go get those six shotgun shells that add up to 100 credits which are a lot like like that that could get you something useful and at least at the point of the game that I'm at I sort of said I'm good I'm just not going to do that. I'm really hoping that about halfway through, you can very clearly see other boxes yes. and the game is going to like insert an SD card and I'm going to get, not have to worry about this anymore. And I mean, part of what I, you learn about a third through the game, which I think is probably where roughly you and I are at is that, um, I, I think that's optimistic. It might be, but it's, it's showering you with resources. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to run out of credits, run out of ammunition, run out of health. And so this game doesn't have as much. Now, granted, I'm playing it easy. Maybe you you felt more tension on not uh, much, in this not regard. Much. Not much. Okay, because I was wondering, like, am I getting more drops, like, as a result of easy, or is this just like purely it's turning the dials on? It went like, from being damage. like here you only have three rounds for your pistol to like kill a zombie, a full magazine falls out. Okay, like, all right. Cool. So I, th- I so I think you're, I think the, the drops are happening probably at the same. For you, and the only thing that's roughly changing is the damage input output. Because uh, yes, I've hit a point where, like, yeah, I could go get two hundred credits by like scrounging up all this ammunition, but I keep finding shit, so I'm just gonna move on. Um, so I, I mean, I will say it is gorgeous. It's 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 a kind of you know dumb is gorgeous. It? I think it looks great. I I I mean, it's not. Again, I don't. I don't think the but like it's technically gorgeous. I guess I is feel what like I say. you're it's doing technically the, you're, gorgeous. you're doing the I'm the I'm the more graphics guy. Thing. A little bit, yes, yes. I, I this is like I'm playing God of War Ragnarok. Like, there's nothing about that game that streams next gen. That game has incredible art direction. This game does not have <laughs> incredible art direction. But does it feel like a next gen game? Yeah, like it does. Like it looks it looks like a big boy game that like is is like. <laughs> taxing my xbox a little bit and sometimes rob i just want to go to the i, I want to go to the video store i want to pull screamers off the shelf and i just want to watch screamers and like a little bit of close to protocol now maybe that's that was a better movie than we were expecting but you know what i mean like i just want like what the sonic meme of like i want games to take longer blah <laughs> yeah. blah blah the, in this scenario it's like i want this game to be dumb and like it to scream at me and to look Real pretty, and uh, that's kind of what I'm getting from this game so far, and it's less than what I wanted. I know. But especially as we're about to hit a holiday break, like, I think I'm going to stop playing this game, and I'm going to wait until I've got, like, a week and a half of me in which, like, I'm probably going to drink beers every night for this week and a half, and I'm going to play this game with a big smile on my face, even if I don't think it ends up being all that good, and actually is more just, like, setting the table for dead space to come to us at the end of January. Yeah, and and now and now boy, what a lead in for dead space, right? Uh-huh. It's like, oh no, no, no. Let let daddy dead space come and show everyone how it is done. I'm glad this is the order because yep. it would be much worse to have played dead space and then come to this. I'd rather have 
this one first that kind of gets me ready to be back in this this world again. Um, that would be and, order. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that was a game that gave you more graphics <laughs> and a memorable experience to go with it. Rob, can you make sure and just send me a message that uh, when you get to the point, because it made me laugh out loud, and I don't want to say anything about it, and then you'll see I, the, the phrase, shoot the tentacles, and you just let me know Will do. when that makes sense to you, because I... <laughs> This game has a blunt instrument, much as the way it has a literal blunt instrument that you are beating enemies to death with. Boy, the Callisto Protocol. Uh, yeah, and just uh, so this week I also published a sort of review based on where I'm at with with Midnight Suns. Uh, and you, you sort of alluded to the just going to sit down, have a beer every day, like enjoy this game. I think Midnight Suns is going to end up like slotting perfectly into that where it's like it's multiple seasons of like comic book shows uh th- that are crammed into that game and i like i was struck like there's a lot of like reviewers who really like the tactics side of it they really like that card game that, that combat which is cool like uh, like uh like a lot of people i respect really dig what is happening in midnight suns as a card tactics game uh i'm not there but they do have me wondering if I've I've missed something or I haven't been giving it enough of a, a fair shake. But like where it came down in the review was 100% like, I think it really just depends on how excited you are just to hang out with Marvel characters mm-hmm. and like just chill out. And like, you know, in two hours of playing the game, you're going to play one mission and like do like 20 social things. And if that sounds good, then you're going to like it. You know what I mean? But if you're like, I just want to like play a good tactics game, that's not going to work for you. I want to play Marvel XCOM. Yeah. And, and that, like this, that, that this is not it. And it's going for something completely different. And I'm, I'm not going to be shocked if this ends up being like a game that finds a different audience than what is normally showing up to the, the games the studio puts out. And yeah. that, you know, XCOM fans are sent looking elsewhere for something to, to scratch yeah. that itch. But that's. So just uh, check out the re- check out the review on the site because uh, that's that's basically where I ended up. I guess the caveat I'd offer is I'm the guy who like stuck with all those DC Berlanti shows way too long. It was like these are pretty <laughs> cool. This one seems like it's pretty cool. Flash season seven, sure, absolutely, boy. Oh, he's got to go even faster. Hot damn! I hope he can make it. <laughs> is the Speed Force in trouble again? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, the future is in jeopardy and and things are reaching back to the speed force to to endanger the Flash <laughs> and the many Flash friends he now has. Uh yeah. But you know, Marvel's Midnight Suns is the is the game equivalent of that in a lot of ways and uh I think that's going to really work for some people. I think it's starting to it's starting to work on me. Where like, I went from being like these people do not shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> where's the like I need to get to the fucking battle. Like where's where's the game to Oh man, like uh Magic didn't enjoy her surprise birthday party. What are we gonna do? <laughs> Setting that alongside like an apocalyptic scenario is an interesting way to to do that. Well it'll um, keep is for better like that is the attitude of this game is like oh man, like we're really up against it, gang. But it will keep. So I don't know. You want to go like take a walk in the botanical garden? It's like yeah, it sounds really nice. Let's take some. Let's do. Let's take some photos. It's because this world. Yeah. That doesn't mean you don't celebrate birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> Could be your last one, right? <laughs> uh, all right. So 
We talked a lot about games, so maybe we'll just do a quick dip in the question bucket. Uh, as always, uh, you can send us your questions at uh, gamingadvice.com, subject line questions. Uh, but I think keeping, Patrick, you sort of alluded to your plans for the winter break. Uh, Henry writes, my wife and I are expecting our first child this December, which will make me a dad. I'm curious, what's the most stereotypical dad game? Is it a golf game, 4X, real-time strategy? Any game featuring the Roman Empire? Alternatively, what's the most <laughs> dad game you play? The most dad game that I play? I feel like the minute I started playing PGA, the circle had become complete. It's like, I'm a father. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need the kid part to become the father. Yeah. Um, I don't like, yeah, I don't really place like, I don't really slot into a lot of the traditional dad, you know, but like in my non game life, you know, sitting around on a Sunday while the kids play and I drink beer with another dad and do my best to ignore the children. Mm. Like, that's the most dad thing that I do. <laughs> do any other dads ever bring up games? Like, no, and I, I mean, mm. the other, the other folks that I know, um, that I interact with regularly, uh, enjoy games in like the most casual way possible like own a console but mm. don't really play them and frankly what's that dad my playing? life is be- my life is better for it <laughs> i don't like i it's one of those things you know i've, I've, I've struggled with my you know where i i don't want to discourage my children from playing games but mm. also like i'm not putting it in front of them because like i do this all day like don't need do i need to do this with you too <laughs> so like that may be where i get dragged the most dad g- game thing i probably do is i play minecraft with my kid like that is that is that is probably like i know it's not a strategy game but uh us just building a tower um it's probably the closest so it doesn't to feel it. it's like it playing with your kid is a dad activity i know but the dad game right I like, know. what is you the quintessential like- from the perspective of a, ch- of a child, dad is being observed playing something for his own recreation. Right. What is what dad is doing? That? <laughs> yes. I think golf is the kind of the, especially the more semi or like the ones that the PGAs feels like it's yeah. in the right direction. But like what I feel like maybe um maybe city management. Yeah. Like Sim yeah. City, That's something like idea. that. I feel yeah. like that feels like a, a dad's dad things sort are of also vibe. fairly low pressure. Right, right. Like, like dad is not counting APM. Like, that is <laughs> no, not. Absolutely. See, because I think almost the closest I would have is when my children walk in and I'm playing a Souls game and I'm like swearing at the screen and I'm just like, why did you just swear? And I was like, dad's allowed, dad's allowed to do that while he plays Elden Ring. Shut the fuck up, Jessica. Don't be like your dad. Like, I feel like that's a lot of, you know, lot of dads in that, that game. Everyone else is like casual, you know, like, oh, casual, like not, not, you know, no stress. It's like, no, I'm, I'm sitting here <laughs> ratcheting up my stress <laughs> and telling my children to get out. Uh, Corbin from Maryland. So, Kato, like, hey, you're a father to that cat. <laughs> yeah. Do you and have many mo- and many moths? Uh, no, the wasps. Wasps. Be, let's be Excuse fair. me. Well, yeah. The moths the, the, aren't mine. I'm trying to get rid of a popular wasp familia. Kata, do you have a dad activity? Um, no, I don't. I, don't, I feel like it's your card games. It's it's like 
Yeah. Is that what it is? It's it's your roguelike deck builders. That that is that I feel right. like that is the like relax. Oh, like, what's I feel like, like you know in in college you know your kids go to college they come home they're like where's dad like where the fuck contemplating this like, movie? <laughs> I mean honestly like if that if that was your that was your like, life you'd be off you'd be off doing that. My actual like my my physical card games right like. The actual mm. magic cards I have. Yeah, he's putting his magic cards into a new set of plastic sheets. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. That's the dad, like, oh, oh, right. We we play this all off computers now, dad. Why do you got to keep buying physical cards? Because <laughs> they're neat, and I can they're afford They're going to be it. worth something someday. Yeah, I can sell them on the secondary market. You were too young when the Pokemon cards got big. <laughs> uh. All right, Corbin from Maryland writes, Hey, Waypoint crew, long-time listener, first-time question asker. With the ever-flowing stream of Warhammer 40k games, it seems all genres are destined to be 40 k at some point. While most attempts are mid at best, the notable few have produced some stellar games, Chaos Gate, Battlefleet Gothic Armada, Space Marine, etc. My question is, what IP do you wish got the same treatment for better or worse? For me, Mass Effect has always been near and dear to my heart, and I think it's time for an XCOM-style foray into the Terminus system while the Reaper invasion is in full swing. Hell, I'll take a Mario Kart spinoff at this point. Love what you do. Always <laughs> looking forward to the next pod. Corbin from Maryland. Mass Effect Tactics would have been pretty good. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Huh. Are there, other, are there other franchises you wish just got the Tactics treatment? Like, given that we just talked about... No, 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 it's not a tactics treatment. Okay. It'll get visual novels. It'll get, like, Mm -hmm. adventure games. It'll Mm -hmm. get, like, naval combat games. It will get first-person shooters. Like, every genre, every, like, any Mm -hmm. type of game will end up existing in this universe. So what is a universe that you would... would, You would enjoy that bounty coming in. Huh. Think all the things I like, they don't make sense. Where's my left? Where's my leftovers? Well, leftovers could have had a visual novel. That would have, that would have been all right. Lost did get a video game. wasn't very good. Uh, We're here in the banyan trees. <laughs> <laughs> Why that game had half the voice actors and half not? The, oh my god! Oh, incredible. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So I'm, I will say. Oh, Kyle, you had one. I'd love to see more of the world of it. Oh, God. I was going to say, um, this is, it kind of already, it kind of happened, but I feel like it should happen again and more. But Pokemon went through this for a, a hot second, and mm-hmm. then they stopped doing that. Like, there was a, a like, a side game that was a crossover with, um, What's that series called? No, 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 because ambition. I think it's like a tactics mm-hmm, Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I want Wait, like did you a standalone. Nobunaga's ambition is a Pokemon game. Uh, yeah, they did a crossover with a Pokemon game called. I th- believe it's called Pokemon Conquest. Did I know this? I don't. Know this? <laughs> I feel like we've, we've 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 talked about this, and I've been we talked about that it. I Ren. missed it. It came. It came. It came up with Ren at some point. Um. But yes, there is a yes, yes. there is a crossover that in um, in Japanese the name is just Pokemon plus Nobunaga's ambition in in uh, when it got got uh, translated it translated to Pokemon Conquest 
and it, that is what it is, right? But that was always the thing. That was always the, it was like always a crossover sort of like here's a different game, and then we're gonna cross it over with the Pokemon franchise. I just want a standalone, just do the standalone game of Pokemon in that genre, right? And actually make it good. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. well, I, I wish mean, I had actually this, after doing. After doing some Googling hmm. to try and come up with some ideas, like, actually, this is remarkably easy. It was like, just, I want to spend more time in Bloodborne, like, wherever. Like, let's just oh, go. sure. Like, just like any, literally anything in Yarnum. Like I'm a, ready. I'm ready to see. Like a Bloodborne kart racer, for example. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Look, the people are clamoring for it. They're making it themselves yeah. because Sony and from software will not quench our thirst for the. <laughs> The vile blood. Um, yeah, I, I literally anything in Bloodborne would be spectacular because it's it's you know as much as I like the worlds of Souls or even Elden Ring, I find myself so attached to that specific world and aesthetic that I would take literally anything else there. So, the obvious answer for me is like Star Wars. Uh, in part because I feel like the like you say, well, they already did that with Star Wars. Not quite, because <laughs> like the thing is, like the 40kification has brought in, yeah, like tremendous amount of stuff in a ton of ton of different genres. When Star Wars was like getting really free with the license, it did a lot of like old school movie tie-in style games that right. were just not going to be good, uh, and never did a whole lot of stuff that it's been quite successful on tabletop for instance like uh-huh. star wars armada would be really interesting as a pc game or something uh where it's like you're you're leading fleet battles but that doesn't really exist where's my where well, is the, my like clone wars the, tactics game what was that game that we played on stream once rebellion yeah that was like the closest thing and that was very not exactly i think what you're imagining but still I feel like they. I mean, it's cool. That's like, that's like that'd be your Star Wars like grand strategy game for sure. But like right. you can and they, imagine, they haven't done a lot of. I feel like the tactics and strategy space is a thing that Star Wars hasn't done a lot with. Which it, no, I like they did RTS's uh, Empire at War, but like there's some goofy shit in there. Uh, <laughs> like there's land battles in it. And like their solution, like what what's a what's the imperial version of a tank? It's like a Tie Fighter with treads. Like it's <laughs> okay. just not like not like not real well conceived stuff. It's not uh-huh. it's not what you'd want. But like so, Star Wars would kind of be the uh, you know the the obvious one uh, for me. I think in terms of like a place where you could really see a similar torrent of just like wild swings and variable quality is probably. probably the expanse uh Ooh. and i would be like i see expanse city builders you know once they get that gate open <laughs> build your little yeah build your little community make sure the belters and the human uh, the belters and the humans the belters and the the earthers and the the martians make sure they all get along in your city or don't mm, or uh don't. but <laughs> but yeah survival like, game <laughs> like squad tactics type? like oh yeah yeah, a fucking fleet, uh, just a space combat sim. Incredibly obviously. cool space combat yeah. sim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, like for me, that's 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 probably it. Uh, at least that's that's where my head is at right now. You know, it's funny. There's just not many franchises that lend themselves to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that have sort of so much stuff happening in the background. You could easily be like, 
Oh, yeah, it would totally make sense if there were like a huge strategy game in this world or like right. a city builder in this world. But that's that's kind of where I, where I might go. Um, and I think we can let it go right there. Uh, we've we've had a couple of big podcasts today. We're at we're at the two hour mark and uh, we've we, we've we've done done good work today. We, we've really we've really talked about those games. <laughs> uh, you can check out what we've published on waypoint.vice.com. Check out my uh, review of Midnight Suns. And by the time you're hearing this, Patrick and I will probably have put some of our thoughts in order regarding the Callisto Protocol. Uh, thanks to Waypoint Plus, we've been able to have a bunch of fun streams lately. Uh, check out Kato and I uh, having having a blast with uh, Need for Speed Unbound. Check out our frankly upsetting Denouement in <laughs> The Devil and Me. Uh, oh. I will just say uh, it was unclear the, the, what that prompt signified. I was going to do that to, to that dog. I did not. That was not a choice. I feel very tricked. Uh, and of course, uh, this Friday, Patrick is going to have another dad's day off and we're playing some more cyberpunk. Uh, and of course, uh, our Waypoint Plus listeners already heard Patrick and I have a uh, long discussion as we reckon with the complete implosion of the Bears season, and it turns into mm. your your what you envision with a tank year, uh, as well as us coming to grips with offside rules in the World Cup. <laughs> Kato, in my defense, <laughs> oftentimes the rule is written where you cannot have an offensive player between the second to last defender and the goal and really? that is often how i see it written huh and because that sort of takes the goalie out of the picture you know what i mean i forget the goalie is like considered right. the defender right right, right. That's, that always okay. throws me off right it's just the last when it comes to your finances you think you've done it all you've saved you've researched and you've invested all that you can now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor yahoo finance as America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Yeah. I, you know what's weird yeah. is the offside role makes a lot more sense if you put it in gamer terms. No goal camping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Effectively, no that is what the role exists to do. It's like you can't just camp the goalie uh, and try to pass downfield to to get a, to get a shot on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, but you, you can check that out uh, on our premium feed. I think it'll also go up and hit the main feed uh, th this weekend. If that sounds good, or you just want more Waypoint, you go to waypointplus.com and subscribe. Not only do you get access to our premium feed. You're also helping support Waypoint and everything else we do here. And if you want to show not just support, but your zeal, go to waypointgeneralstore.com and buy some of our fine Waypoint merch. Our theme music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. For now, we're calling time on this week. We will talk to you again next week. Till then, fuck capitalism. Go home.
But you have to bob and weave when you do it, Rob. <laughs> How does the blocking work in that game? Who can say? <laughs> Not sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> stop, stop, we'll stop. Talk. I knew I was going to trigger you, but... <laughs> I did. I did that just to annoy you. 